Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is A Lot To Learn with Austin Rogers. For the guy who knows everything, he's still got a lot to learn. Without further ado, here's Austin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good evening, good night, good day, whatever the day it is. Uh, it's a podcast, so you're listening to this wherever. I am with tonight, today, whatever it is, Cara Inez, who is Cara Inez, who is a Malaysian contemporary artist. Cara, welcome very much to the show. Hello. Hi, Austin. Why why do you have to say my name in that way? Well, because everyone needs to know who you are. (laughs) Um, Cara's story is completely out there. You are from Malaysia. I am from Malaysia. You are from Malaysia. But you were schooled in Paris and San Francisco. I was. You were. Cara has a very interesting take (laughs) on contemporary art. That we're going to talk about tonight because we're going to talk about a little bit West versus East. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> she just gave me the nod that we're not going to talk about that. Um, well, let's let's get to the beginning. Describe the role that your art plays. Why why are we looking at the Cara Inez body of work? Well, I mean, my whole project came to be because I was outside have just chilling with my friends and having a conversation and this guy randomly comes out and was like looking at my arms and was like your arms look really gross you should wax them they're super hairy go for waxing la can I guess that he was a white guy no he wasn't he wasn't he a was white not. guy he wasn't he's he's not he's Asian well really and yeah and you you have you have hairy arms, but I you, totally have hairy arms. But you do you? She does not have hairy arms. I do. Uh, <laughs> no, you you ostensibly you do not. I this would if 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 one were to critique her on physical appearance, you would be like, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, whatever your arms look like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so this guy confronted you and goes. If you were to be mine, you must wax your arms. No, it was it was so it was so crazy because we were in this group of people, and he said that, and it was just like I was just like you know like punched in the face with this line, and he, and like everyone around me just kind of like just didn't do anything there because I was like staring around like feeling sorry for me kind of thing. They didn't like you know jump in at any point, and I also didn't know how to respond to it, so I was just like. Okay, and then I I went home and and I kind of just like reflected on like what happened and I was like you know what in the end of the day you can't really blame this dude because like no he, no I know I know but the thing oh. is you're like everyone like him including everyone has been bombarded by these unrealistic beauty ideals like by the media that support the notion that. Uh, it, women are required to be hairless. To be beautiful. What? Okay, so we said we were going to talk. We're not going to talk about West versus East, but this sounds like the uh, the top down reinforcement of uh, Western beauty standards on someone who is from Asia. No, but the thing is, like in Asia, like even like because I'm I'm Indian, right? And you know, like hair removal, like you know, threading and everything. That's very Indian, right? Uh, is it? Is yeah. it? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so I, I'm I'm misapplying a lens right now because I'm thinking that uh that you're, Asians you're, are well no, no, that yeah. your psyche must be affected by this side of the pond, the the western sides. This is endemic in Asian societies as well. Oh yeah. Uh, Definitely. But yeah, I mean, like you see, you see like billboards and everything and everyone's hairless and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. No. So, so this, this concept of beauty standard, uh, again, I'm looking through it as a Western 
perspective. And I'm like, we should not be applying our Western beauty standard across the globe, but it's happening locally as well. Yeah. And this inspires and informs your art. Yeah, no, definitely. Because, I mean, I, I, I went through um, a time where I, I was on a bunch of meds at one point because, you know, uh, and, like, these medications kind of, like, made me grow a lot of hair. They made me put on a lot of weight. Like, my skin had no space for, for skin because they had so much pimples on it. And, like, I would see these magazines, like, you know, the West magazines, like, Vogue and everything. And, right. And I would compare myself to that, and I'd be, like, crying. You know what I mean? And even Instagram also, like, the social media and everything. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I couldn't even leave my house. Like, I was really upset. So so the, 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 uh, the concept of the beauty standard crammed down the throat of young, impressionable women is hazardous to the psyche and to your, your sense of worth and your sense of well-being. Uh, how do you use that artistically to push forward and, and basically to help others. Well, like, okay. So using like what, like that experience that I had with this guy and uh, reflecting on that moment, I basically wanted to challenge um, these unrealistic notions and like beauty ideals with my project Go For Waxing Law. And I basically like named it after what he threw at me. Uh, so it's like, so he was Asian because he goes, Go For Waxing yeah, Law. Yeah, he was like, Go For Waxing Law. What does law mean? Law is just like, it's just like filler. a it's, it's like it's a like, Go For Waxing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yo, you should wax, yo. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, Go For Waxing Law. It's like, uh, you know uh, what I got mean? Got it, got it, got it, got yeah, it. Well, so, that's 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 no, rude. Yeah. No, so he's like, go for waxing law. And I was just like, oh my God. So I basically named my project Go for Waxing Law as a big like fuck. I mean yeah, beep. Oh, yeah, a oh, big, oh, oh, I got you. I got you. Oh beep you. By the by the way, <laughs> that transcends cultural borders. We know exactly when you say what that means. Um all right, describe describe go for waxing law. Yeah, so like go go for waxing law, like it comp um, it comp uh, yeah. Comprised, it comprised of um, like a bunch of hairy wearable sculptures and performance art videos. A hairy wearable sculpture, not a a bunch, a bunch. So it's not one; it's a like pl- a lot, a plethora, a plethora of hairy wearable sculptures. So many. What is so <laughs> so many hairy wearable sculptures? What is a hairy wearable sculpture? No, so so the thing is like uh, so I would mold women's body parts. Yeah. So nipples, vaginas. So it's like you know, it's like it's from a woman. Yeah. Right. And um, I would attach hairs to it, like sew on hairs to it, like in really quirky, strange ways. What material were you using for these uh, these body parts? So I was using silicone and my hair. <laughs> You're literally plucking so, your own so hair. I would, I would, no, you and know, and sewing it into yeah, someone yeah, else's to- nipple. Totally. Like no, I would, I would, I would. Uh, so I collect, I collect my hair. You know, you know when you shower and like when you shower, you kind of like the hair. Uh, yes, I've had the a drain. It's kind of clogged. I've had a girlfriend before. <laughs> I've had only one girlfriend. So ever. you understand. I, I am so lonely. One, one, one girlfriend. So, yes, I, I am. I am immensely lonely. Wealthy, but immensely lonely. Uh, so yeah, you 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 take that detritus and you'd be like, yay, more art. Oh no, totally! It's like so. So I would get my friends like y- to donate their hair. So I keep a cup by my. Um, <laughs> this is gross. My- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's uh, for art. Art. No, but art. was that really? Was, that was really loud. I no, no, it, it was very loud. But it was art. <laughs> yeah, it was art. So I I kept a cup by my. Um, a shower. So, like, whenever I wash my hair, I would like just pull it out because you know, like, shit just comes out. Like when you do that, when you have long hair, you don't yeah. notice it because your hair is quite short. Yeah. But then, and I keep it in this cup and just like let it go for like months and months and months, and this cup would just fill up. And now I have to like, you know, multiply the cups, and there's more cups. Do you do the <laughs> uh, Do you do the uh, stick on the shower wall thing? 
Oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that might. What be... do you mean by stick on the shower? Wall? Oh, that might be a Western thing. That might be a Western. With thing. the hair? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll you purposely you'll, do it. You'll go to you'll go to a girlfriend's apartment and she wasn't expecting you to come over and you'll be like, oh, can I take a quick shower or I'm gonna shower and in the morning purposely... and you go in you go in and there's just a wad of hair on the wall because. They know if they let the hair go down the drain, they're going to have to call a plumber or fix it themselves. Yeah. See. Oh, did you just learn something? That's a culture shock for me. Did right you there. just learn something? I did. I did about the Western world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stick the hair against the wall of the shower, and then and then it'll get stuck there. And then when it's stuck there, and the boyfriend goes into shower, he goes, "This is gross." Also, how many gels do you have? Because I've got literally one bar of soap and one stick of deodorant. <laughs> Yeah, but I would I would collect all this hair from my friends, but not only that, but I have a hairdresser that I usually go to and like she would happily collect hair for me. So I have just like a ball of hair and one day it's like a dream of mine to have just like a massive ball of hair that would fill a room. Maybe one day. Right. You know, artist <laughs> dreams. Those dreams. I, 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 think, <laughs> I, I think somewhere outside of Lawrence, Kansas is the world's largest ball of hair. But so what, human you, hair, though? Uh, oh, I don't know. That's I don't know. That makes know. it special, though. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you gotta, I guess you got to fight with Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, bloody, bloody Kansas. Um, okay, so, so uh, discuss how you manufactured or created these living hairy sculptures yeah so so the thing is like i would mold these women like their nipples and the vaginas like i think i even molded my friend's like armpit too (laughs) and um, that would be the one giggling in the background right yeah yeah that's that's the one that i molded and um yeah and and it's really funny because as I molded these women, they would always like tell me about their insecurities. Yeah, and it's like I never even asked for that. But this is an unintended consequence. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Like before, I was like, oh yeah. Before you know, you'd always like you know get a little bit of drink on before you take clothes off. You know, like <laughs> kind of woo them. But like the thing is, <laughs> but but the thing is, yeah. But like before they before they even like take their shirts off, they would be like. All right. By the way, you should know that, and like they like list down all the things. And everyone's care about. got a story. Everyone's got a story, and it's this one guy told me this, or I feel I look like this. Yes, and it's like, and it's crazy because these women are beautiful, and they're like their breasts, their like nipples, their vagina, like everything is beautiful, and but they all have like a story linked to this thing, and I thought like that would add so much, but like. At that point, I wasn't focusing on that, so I never recorded it. So, like, I moved on, like, after that. I will get into that later. Yes, please. Um, but then, um, yeah, so then I used silicone, and I would sew onto these things. So I'd made, like, you know, nipple stickers. You know what you usually get in, in stores to, like, you know, make sure, like, your nipples don't show. Like, is, that from, a, is that a thing? That is a thing. Like, you know, like, you know, because, like, women well, yeah, are you, not supposed yeah. to show your nipples, right, like, like if through you're, your T-shirt. If you're wearing, like, a, a, a light sweater and, like, a mesh bra, you're going to see the nipple, right? Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with it. But when oh, I no, 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 but when really oh, nice. no, but when I but when I was a young little pervert, <laughs> I'd be like check it out over there must be cold, no, right? Cuz there'd always be there'd always be this inherent fetishization of the the perceived as taboo but but if, yeah. it, if a guy was cold and his t-shirt's tight no girls are walking by being like it's five o'clock somewhere yeah. right <laughs> and i don't depends. even know what that means <laughs> <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere it's five o'clock somewhere that's what i say when i drink alcohol <laughs> no but but it also depends where you are like when i was studying in paris like everyone's everyone didn't wear a bra and right. it's like it was so freeing i was like oh i didn't need to wear this bra and you know wearing a bra it's like it, it kind of hurts and it's uncomfortable and you wear and get that like line. It's just like, it's not, you know, but um, yeah. So I made these things that you could put on. Yep. <laughs> Nipple stickers. Nipple stickers. Yeah. And I also made um, underwear and bras and stuff. So instead of like taking off hair, which is like the, what, women are conventionally supposed to do with their hair, you do the opposite. Like you put it on like as a way to celebrate and like kind of accept body hair on women. Right. I mean, guys, I mean, I I don't know where, I don't know where this, this hairless thing came from because it, it goes up and down, it ebbs and flows. I mean, it is in essence embedded in fashion, right? Because 
some things are, you know, you, you've got those memes going around that are like, women used to look like this and now they look like this, right? Like it'll show like a Marilyn Monroe, a curvy Marilyn Monroe, and then it'll show a super skinny, modern supermodel and be like, I remember when women used to look like this. And then you've got, you know, the Rubenesque era in the in the 16th, uh, 17th uh, century and stuff where curvy and pale was in. So it does ebb and flow. We understand that. Um, but where where is this overall hair thing coming from i have no idea oh well that that doesn't... like it's 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 because the thing is like hair removal goes back all the way to like oh the romans did it the greeks yeah, did it yeah egyptians like all the oh, way the egyptians all, had no did, hair oh, no, they only the, wore wigs back yeah and it but just that was because like, of he, that was down. heat management wasn't it and even like queen elizabeth starts like uh she she waxed her eyebrows oh yeah no, yeah like, like, removed her yeah eyebrows. she had she either had little drawn on ones or whatever and, yeah. but also queen elizabeth was painting her face in white lead <laughs> so uh queen elizabeth might not be the paragon <laughs> yeah. of beauty standard uh that we might adhere to but it, it's so strange how like this natural feature on a person like especially like a woman is seen as repulsive and like so so i did i did this um this uh, performance art thing, right? This performance art piece where I... Okay, you're also going to kind of get a bit repulsed by this. No, no, no. I am repulsed by... <laughs> I'm repulsed by nothing other than my romantic choices of the past. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so you know that, like, um, cup of hair. So this is this is where I'm here. Yeah. Cup of hair. This cup Brought of to hair. you by Nissin. Nissin, <laughs> the makers of cup of noodles, now present to you. Cup of hair. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's podcast has been brought to you by Nissin. Nissin, the makers of cup of hair. But, yeah, so. Actually, cup of, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Cup cu- Couple, this should be a thing. Cup, we should do it. Couple <laughs> hair sounds like a late nineteenth century uh, New York Irish cop. I'm Detective Couple Hair. <laughs> or you can just name it Couple Hair and then donate the hair and mail it to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like just <laughs> add to my art piece. Like, play a future. play a Sarah McLaughlin song <laughs> in the in the background. Kara needs hair. <laughs> I do. It's an advert. But yeah, no, but yeah. So this cup of hair that I would keep, it's my hair because I was saving it for this performance art piece. And um, this cup of hair, it's mine and it's clean because I know it's clean because I do and I, like, I wash it. I make sure it's clean, especially before the performance art piece. And what I did was I put this, excuse my burp. I, I put. I <laughs> uh, don't know if you could tell at home, but uh, we've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Well, well there's a reason Kara was. A little bit nervous. She you should could tell not in the be. beginning. She should not be because she's a, a sparkling conversationalist. Okay. However, uh, <laughs> we we kicked back a couple glasses of wine to uh, lubricate the social mores. I'm waiting for like the sound of the wine bottle. Oh, it, oh, it will come. Cal- it will come. It will come. <laughs> Anticipation yeah. is fifty percent of anticipation <laughs> well done Austin. yes yes i'm supposed to be the smart one <laughs> yeah so like i that cup of hair that i've been collecting for ages it's my hair it's clean i know it's mine and before and it's for months so before the performance piece i like washed it and everything with shampoo because i don't know whether you're supposed to wash it with anything else because mm-hmm. hair <laughs> and then i um so what i did is that i put it in my mouth Yep. Yeah. The cup of hair. The cup of hair. Yep. Now yeah. clean hair. Without the cup. Yep. Uh, just the hair. And then like I pull it out slowly, like one by one. Right. Right. And this like, is this is you reenacting the performance piece. Oh, what right now? What I'm doing right no, now? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm I mean, telling th- no, you about no, it. No, but this this was the piece. right? This is the piece. Okay, yes. got it, got it. Yeah. So I was like pulling it out strand by strand. Kara has. Pretty long hair, mid middle of her back. I got a lot of hair. Got a lot of hairs. Got a lot of hair. I've been growing it out for this project. Yep. <laughs> so you're 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 extracting the hair, your yeah. own very clean hair from your mouth. Yeah. So I've like pull, I'm pulling it out slowly, one by one by one. And the thing is, like, even though it's com- it's super clean, and like I know it's for myself, like. I couldn't help myself, like from gagging. Like, well, I was yes. Just, like, well, well, well. And the thing is, like, even you get a hair in your meal, and you're like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah, pull yeah. it out, and you got to. And one it, of, it's so yeah. strange because it's like, if it's on your head and you put it in your mouth, it's like it's fine. But as soon as it's like not a part of your body anymore, it becomes like this super abject 
material, right? right? It and it's, does. it's super strange. And my boyfriend was recording the whole thing, and I had to. There's so many takes we had to do because he kept freaking gagging. He was, like, oh, oh, oh. and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Chris, please, like, pull it together, man. <laughs> and, and I was there, and I was just, I was also gagging. I was like, it's hard for me, like, I can't hear you're, your. You're the one. You're not the one yeah. with hair in your mouth, dumbass. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like pulling it out. I was like trying really hard to gag, but it's just, and I didn't expect that because it's like. I thought it was my hair. It was going to be like a super like neat kind of performance. But I was gagging throughout the whole piece. And like, and it's kind of like, it shows how, you know, like this natural thing can be looked at as repulsive. Uh, as repulsive. Right. And it, it kind of acts as like a metaphor for how like, you know, it's like society, the way we view body hair on women. Right. How this natural thing has been turned into something repulsive. And um, this is this video of you uh, exhaling, waiting to exhale. <laughs> 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 Again, wine is involved right now. Uh, this, this video is on your Instagram, correct? Uh, it's it's not. It is not. It's not. But there are there are there are shots of it. Okay. Well, we we'll we'll it. give you we'll give you Kara's Instagram at the end. And by the way, you might have come here via Instagram when I announced <laughs> this episode. Uh, Wow, I'm 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 lost now. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of strange things on my Instagram. I have so to we've say. we've got the performance art where you are um, self extracting your own extremities, which are distasteful to you yeah. and distasteful to probably the watcher, right? Yeah, and it's like this false idea of like hair that is instilled in me, right? You know, that's conditioned. I'm conditioned to think that this thing is you should use con- You should use <laughs> conditioner on your hair oh, to condition it. <laughs> this has been brought to you by Vidal Sassoon. <laughs> Vidal Sassoon. They make conditioner for <laughs> hair regurgitation videos. Um, so, so that's one of your performance pieces. Let us talk about the vagina party. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Uh, so... You know, like how when I was molding these nipples, yes, which is vaginas, which is real people's nipples, real people's nipples, yep. and and like you know armpits and all all that like the, the, parts that ha- have been kept hidden, right, right, right. You know what I mean? The ew, gross parts or the ooh, salacious parts, yeah, because it's either, it's like reserved for like you know special people. Yes, it's 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 either you know it's either <laughs> it's either intimate or hidden. Yeah, like even if you're lying in bed together, you go. Ew, close your armpit. That's gross, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't say that. No, well, 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 I no, I, I, I actually don't know. I actually, I actually got a, I actually got a fan letter. I got a fan letter about your armpit. Oh my god! No, wait. I was that was a joke. Oh no, oh, okay. I did. That wow. said, I want to lick your armpits. That's kind of. No, I literally got it. That was that special. You know what? You know what? That's very special. You know what? Can I? Can I? Can I? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can I can I see my phone? Give me my phone. I'm going to read I'm going to I've never read this aloud. Oh yes, yes. Okay, okay. You get something of like oh. something personal of Austin. This oh, is no, this oh. is Austin's podcast oh, interview, not oh, mine. Oh no, 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 no. We're going to get on to you. Maybe you could maybe you can inject something into this. Uh um okay. Okay. I received I received Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. This is this is this this one this, this is this is a lot to know with Austin Rogers <laughs> after hours. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop this one. I'm gonna drop this one at three thirty four a.m. on a Monday because it's extra long. Because it's either you cut out the long thing or you let I'm, it go. I'm, I'm letting it go. I'm fucking frozen right now. It's going I'm way past forty five minutes, guys. Um, all right, so I received this letter. We're really going to get back to I. You know, I don't care anymore. It is my. It, it's literally. It's literally my show. I could do whatever the hell I want. Do what you want. I, I, I know. Just do I know. it. Do <laughs> I was. I was told like, do you, will they fit into your portfolio of guests? I'm like, it's my show. I can do it. Wait, are they talking about me? No, no, you were. You were already on. I was talking. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was talking about Ollie. <laughs> Episode seven, season three, or whatever he is. Uh, all right. So I received this letter, uh, a fan letter, uh, ostensibly a fan letter, uh, in single point, <laughs> tiny point font, typed in some sort of aerial font. Austin, I like you, but wish you wold, not wood, wold, not wold. smoke. 
Oh. I would love to suck your oop and do 69 with you. I am a guy and hope you are gay, period. I love to rim, too. I love... Many talents. I love to deep French kissing. I am 39 years old and want to be your friend. I love to lick armpits, too. That was the letter. That was the letter. What did you do? What did, you, did you reply? I took a photo of it and I sent you, it to all my friends. You didn't reply? You have to reply to that. No return address. <laughs> it, is, it is a type... Oh, oh, oh it's a type-written oh, letter. Thought it was, I thought it was like oh, a social no. media thing. Oh, no. This was mailed to the bar... Oh, it's so beautifully, uh, like, printed, too. Y- yes, yes. It's printed from, like... Uh, it's printed from I whatever am, this... I, I hope you are gay. Yes, yes. Uh, by the way, we're the same age, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're both 39. 39, boy. I'm crying at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, anyway, armpits, taboo. So, uh, okay. the vagina party. Yeah. <laughs> so, on to... On <laughs> okay. Yes. So, um, all these all these stories that I was <laughs> doing, that, that story was... Oh, no, no. I, I it love, still resonates with I me. Love that he, <laughs> I love that he wanted me to wold not smoke. <laughs> After, like, Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, all these, like, interesting... <laughs> He's like, by the way... <laughs> BT no. dubs, armpits, <laughs> dig them. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But, um, you know, when I was doing the molding for, like, my wearable sculptures, uh, so, you know, I did the the vagina panties and, like, um, the... Um uh, the nipples that the go nipple over bra- your yeah, nipples, the, yeah. Yeah, nipple stickers. And also I made a bra out of um, women's breasts. I also made a sculpture, like a wearable sculpture of a dress that was made out of 160 used wax strips. Ah. Did you not know that? No, I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, you, so. again, will get her Instagram at the end of the show yeah. and you should check it. Actually, you know what? Yeah, give it to them right now so they could go along with our experience. Okay, so my Instagram is carsmars, K-A-R-Z-M-A-R-Z. Z is uh, what other people say for Z. Oh, is that not what you say in America? No, we say Z oh. because we're the United States of America and we win. Z. Yeah. Z. <laughs> We've won Z. We've won everything. <laughs> yeah, so like I made I made this I made this dress and the thing is it's like out I, of actual wax strips. Yeah, and the thing is I for this project I kept my hair growing for 4 months. So that's something that I've never done before because, you know, like since I was younger, I was told that I have to like wax and be clean. And like if I saw one hair, I would like flip my shit. Right. But um, yeah, so this is the first time that I was like, you know, I'm just going to let it grow. And I've never really been insecure about like my body hair, especially, you know, like because my arm hair keeps growing. But I always make sure like my legs are clean or like, you know, get your badge like done and all that jazz. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's like, I don't know. I, I've always had this insecurity about like, you know, like a, a little bit of body hair on like the, the, the vagina side and like the the armpits and the legs. But my arm hair, I would let go. But this is the first time that I just let it go for basically like half a year. And like... All, it, all your hair. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah, just everything. Yeah. Everything. My boyfriend yeah. was just like, God, what you doing? Well, your boyfriend... <laughs> well... You know, you, you're, you're in a relationship and there's, there's certain points where they're like, uh, you know, it's winter... Screw you. This is the way it's going to be. <laughs> no, but it's. But you know what? You're like, 
well, that's you. But that's, that's your body. That's you. You do this. Right? Yeah. And no, the thing is. I'm what, what scientists like to call woke. <laughs> but what I. Or, or desperate. <laughs> what I didn't like think would happen was I would get so much crap from like people I loved. Like passersby or no, like, like people friends, you know? Like people I knew, like friends. And also, really? and also like, you know, people on the MRT, do you guys know what an MRT is? Uh, MRT would be the like subway. The it's the yeah, subway. It's we call it, well, we're, in New York, we call it the subway or the MTA, the third, third level of hell. Um, <laughs> in Boston, they call it the T. In Chicago, they call it the L. In London, they call it the tube. In Paris, they call it El Met- Le Metal. In Le German, Metal. they call it the Unterschwarzbahn. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. No, listen, 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 listen. I don't, your countries are cool and all, but I'm not from a country. I'm from New York. Yeah, but it was insane. Sorry, I'm like drinking wine. And um, we are both drinking wine. Yeah, so we're on the, uh, we're, it's just just me. (laughs) It's like you're, you're experiencing with me, this whole thing with everyone else is, by the way. So I hope we're having fun. (laughs) So I'm on the MRT and I'm sitting there. And the thing is, it's like when I first started this, like everyone, you know, as it slowly grew, the hair, like I slowly noticing people noticing my hair. Yeah. It first started like. And not positive. No, people would like look at my hair in the elevator and be like, just, you know, you you have a conversation with, like, I don't know, a stranger, and they'd, like, just kind of, like, look at your, like, legs and kind of look up really quickly because they don't want to, like, offend you. But you know that, you know, you've kind of, like, struck something in them. You right. know what I mean? And in the MRT, like, I get, like, some people, like, looking and pointing and kind of laughing, kind of whispering. And I was like, oh, my God. And It's working. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, but it's, it's, it's straight. This, and the thing is, this was, I was keeping the hair for... A performance art piece, another performance art piece that I was doing, and like it turned out to be like this social experiment, right? Yeah. And it's like, and the thing again, is, more unintended consequences. Yeah, 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 exactly. And like as I did, this, it was just like it was so bad because like at the end, at the end of it, I got so insecure that I started wearing jeans, long. Yeah, I started wearing like long, your long pants. And so like long, it the 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 culture shame yeah, worked. It, it did, and like. I, I was never ashamed of that part. And then now I was like, oh my God, like I can't go out to all these like events. So I've, because people are going to be looking at me and judging me and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm also doing this thing on body hair and women body empowerment and like I'm hiding myself. You're proving like, what your am point. I doing? No, you're like, literally proving doing? your point. I know, but it's so crazy. It's like this cognitive dissonance kind of thing, right? Right. And I'm trying like, to do X. And X is backfiring on me. Right? Should I keep doing X? Yeah, it's like I'm trying. I, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, uh, it's like I'm. I want to go with what I believe, but at the same time, I have this like really strange, like desire to like please and like fit in. Right. right, which is ingrained from you, uh, ingrained in everyone from a young person. More so, I I feel like due to prevalent image, uh, uh, young women. Yeah, like young men will be like, yeah, "You're fat, lose weight." Yeah. What? That's the end of it. There's nothing else that you're judged for as a young man. Yep. Hey, fatty, lose weight. But what else? It's never like. Get more muscle, be taller, lose some hair, get a cool haircut. It's like, nah, boys will be boys. But I'm sure men have their own. Oh, there is body dysmorphia in the male world. You just get over it with whiskey and Guinness. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm gonna stop. (laughs) Gonna stop right there on my own fucking self image. I shit. I said I wasn't gonna swear on this one. Uh, I just did twice. Shit. Um, (laughs) um, No, but I I think I think the pressures on women are immensely harder. Like you guys are operating at 3,000 feet below sea level where it will just crush a little can like nothing. I I was actually just watching this crazy interesting TED Talk by this woman called Carrie Hammer and it's called The Business of Beauty is Very Ugly. And she talks about how the beauty industry has made a business out of creating unrealistic expectations and beauty standards then profiting off and exploiting the insecurities that they helped create. And I was like, you know, I was like, God, that is a scary. Listerine has done it twice. Oh no, Lysol. Lysol was originally invented 
as a feminine douche. Lysol, the thing that you clean your floors with. Was you know, feminine, okay, feminine douches are like not good for you. Oh, no, no, no. It's, Don't it's do terrible. That, guys. <laughs> uh, 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 yes, no. Oh, no, no. It's absolutely the worst because, you know, you've got all your natural fluids and stuff like that that are there for a freaking reason, right? Um, oh, wine break. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and then we got to get the glug, glug, glug. It either sounds like uh, I was urinating or it was wine break. It can time. be whatever you want, guys. It, it, Anything you want. You can be whoever you want to be. <laughs> Which goes with our topic. Right. Uh, so, no, Lysol was invented as a feminine douche. And then they go, well, we should probably, should, might be a little harsh. Let's use it as a floor cleaner. Oh, and, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lysol is an American brand. Uh, they're, I think they're owned by Procter & Grandma. Like, why would you buy a feminine douche that, like... I think it was the 1890s. Oh, so, okay, so yeah, it's, like, yeah. not oh, yeah. now. Oh, no, no, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't It was 1972. The 1972 was, like, Virginia Slims. Only, only the real woman smokes Virginia Slims. Um, no, uh, and uh, Listerine invented the concept of bad breath. Apparently, everyone had bad breath between, before 1928 when Listerine invented halitosis. Um, <laughs> it, it, Okay, so here's my problem with my here's my problem with my tangents. One, one, these two young women are laughing at me, or laughing with me. I don't with know. You, with, with you, me, obviously, with me, obviously, Austin. And two, Never at you. And two, I forgot Never. where we were going. Oh yes, how poisonous the concept of the beauty industry is. Yeah, no, but it, it was so. So you know the vagina party. So like that. Ah, cause, the cause vagina that, party. We that, still haven't gotten to the vagina I know, party. God, this is what happens. When Ain't no party like a vagina no. party because a vagina party yeah. don't stop. <laughs> no, but but the thing is, this like leads on to like this vagina party, which okay, because you know how I was like molding like nipples and everything and right. vaginas and like armpits and like everyone had their own insecurities, but I was like I didn't record what their insecurities or what they had to say about everything. So I. Basically, it was like, you know what? Like, I should just mesh the two. Because when you did the nipple event... It was just so everyone, low. Everyone organically started offering yeah, exactly. their own insecurities and, just, and narratives. I found it so much more interesting. It's like, it adds so much to, like, this this piece, right? And because, like, I have my own view on what, like, on on, like, my insecurities and, like, beauty ideals and, like... All, all that and like it's and it's and it's so uh, specific to my own cultural upbringing and my own histories but like you know I don't know whether that's different with other women right so I'm sure it is and I was like so curious to find out and after like doing this and other women I was like oh my god like it's universal yeah yeah but they all have their different stories so then when I so I decided to organize a vagina party I invited I, I was like I don't know I probably like invited like five people three people and then it's like word got out and like magically 15 beautiful women appeared at my doorstep. Right. <laughs> and, and I've actually, uh, before we met, I've actually heard about this party. Uh, and I want to, I want to talk about that experience. One, what your end goal of was with the project and two, all these amazing stories that came out of it. Oh God, there's so many. So, 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 what did you want to accomplish? You are, uh, you're taking women in two by two into a separate room, and you are with silicon. Oh, look at you! You know your stuff. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I was told by an insider uh, the intimate details. By the way, very intimate details of the vagina party. So you're taking women in two by two, and you are applying silicon to their uh, vaginas, and you are utilizing it later to mold it into another silicon uh, simulacrum of their yeah their private parts and, and the thing is it start like as you said so I'm not was, I'm not squeamish by the way oh I didn't like I met you and I knew you weren't oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could put anything in front of you and you'd be like all right <laughs> yeah whatever <Cool. laughs> but um yeah no this this party was basically like a way for like women to get together and just have a conversation about beauty ideals and like how culture affects that and like if it's important for a woman to feel beautiful and like whether that affects society and like 
you know, just the insecurities and everything and everything that's hidden and not talked about, right? And like, this is a safe space, right? So my apartment is kind of like, divided into two so I have my bedroom and my living room and the bedroom is like I prepped it so it's like that's I'm pairing everyone up like you said and so two people will be there and as um, I'm molding their vaginas with uh, some a uh, friend of mine um, they're getting interviewed from the top like with a camera and everything right and I've seen these interviews they're getting interviewed oh, so from the, yeah that. yeah no yeah. no yeah, they're getting interviewed and their top is covered and it's just from, you know, basically the shoulder bones. Yeah. yeah. And they're just having a conversation about their own experience with beauty and everything. And and then in the next room, there's like a safe space where everyone's clothed and, you know, like can just mingle and talk about these things like without having their clothes off. But like literally like after my first molding i come out and everyone's naked why do I you think like, that what? happened no no seriously i was like wow this escalated real quickly well because I, <laughs> I i i did see i did see, you you shared with me one video or uh one still photo i don't remember it was a video or still photo where two women are are, are sitting down and you're 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 videotaping them from the top mm-hmm. from their face and I don't know if they were strangers or not, but they just start holding hands, very intimately holding hands. Um, Did these two young women know one another? They did. Okay, they did. They did. So there was, but but that sort of level of female bonding has to be hard to encounter in the day to day life. No, but I mean, just just the fact that like I I I came out of the room that was closed and that was molding two people. Right. Also, you know that like I knew three people and then the rest were just strangers. I just met them, so they kind of like just for them to put their trust in me is like super brave. I mean, I was in a cabin in uh, rural Wisconsin, in the middle of nowhere, during college. Uh, with my then college girlfriend and a couple of friends, one of whom was a very close friend from growing up. And I invited him to this uh, cabin for New Year's, right? And um, we're 19, we're 20, we're 21, whatever we are. Maybe it's, oh, it was, uh, oh, wait, was it? It was New Year's 1999 to 2000. So I would have been 22 years old, 21 years old. I I don't know my age. Anyway, (laughs) we're in this cabin and I go to the bathroom and I come out and everyone, guy and girl, it's all couples. Everyone's naked. I'm like, nope, nope. Because I wasn't mature enough to sort of handle that thing. No, yeah. I can imagine because like the thing is like I like doing this vagina party gave me so much anxiety because I've not been I've never naked. told anyone that story oh, by the really? way. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah. Oh there are photos of it. There are photos there of There are it. photos of this There's naked f- parties. Well no, no, there are photos of naked photos of this this one I'm talking about. But uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Austin Rogers. <laughs> Welcome to More Than You Wanted to Learn About Austin, Austin Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> I feel like this conversation you've I Oh, I've we, learned so much about oh, you. Oh God, God! I, <laughs> I, I think the world has. Learned she, so she, much. she doesn't even know this one. Yeah. So, is there any more you want to add about that story? Uh, nope. I just say want to say I'm amazing and a red-blooded American <laughs> white male who is freaking. Am- All right. So, so you come out after, yeah. and everyone's just there's this there's this new intimacy that you never again. And these are- Everyone's strangers. Right. Like they're all introduced, they all like came to know about this project like separately. You know what I mean? So they all brought together, but they still like, you know, stripped down. And I was just like, and I was there and I have like massive insecurity issues when it comes to my body because when I was like on meds, like as I was talking about, like, like I gained a lot of weight. And like when I was really, really, really young, like, um, I was really skinny. And you know, everyone is all like, keeps talking about, you know, like fat shaming and everything. But the yeah. thing is, it's like when I was really, really well, skinny. Well, skinny shaming is also yeah, a thing. It, it's a thing. And the thing is, it's like, it's not talked about enough either. When I was really young. Well, like, it's even worse. It's sometimes celebrated. There's the whole, there's the whole internet phenomena of like pro Anna. But the yeah, for me it was it was different. Like okay. when I was when I was growing up, like I 
I couldn't wear shorts because my legs were like twigs and everyone would call me like twig girl. You know what I mean? Right. But like in Malay. You know what I mean? And it was just... <laughs> la. But in Malay. <laughs> so it's like, oh. Twig girl, la. So for all the guy, all the people like listening in, in like, in Malaysia, it's like, oh, kaki you macam kayu, bro. And I was like, oh my God. I, I don't know what that means, but two people in the room <laughs> laughed very hard. Yeah. So it must be funny or mean. Yeah, no, it was, it was so, and like, I couldn't wear shorts. I couldn't wear bikinis. I felt super like, and it was, you know, everyone, and I wanted to gain weight, but I couldn't. Like, it was just not part of right. the way Sometimes my body. Sometimes you can't. I just can't, couldn't do it. I ate so much and I couldn't gain weight, right? And Nasi lemak? Couldn't, nothing. I'd eat five and nothing would happen I, as much as I tried. And then I got to a weight that I was comfortable with. You know what I mean? And then after a while, like, I was on meds because I had um, really severe, like, anxiety. And, like, this doctor put me on, on meds that made me gain a ton of weight. And then suddenly I gained so much weight I couldn't fit any clothes in the store. And then now I'm being fat shamed. You know, I, I was being fat shamed by the people I you loved. You had both sides. Of I the had spectrum. both sides of the spectrum, and I was being fat shamed. And it's like it's not by. I, I, okay, I have. Okay, I haven't actually like told anyone this, but I remember. Well, join the club because it, yeah. it, it's growing by the minute. I remember going to a club and going to the bathroom, and like this girl approaches me and she's like, "Oh my god, you just you look exactly. You look kind of like Kari Nez." But like not really. No. Yeah, yeah. Way. And then and then I was like, I am Karinez. And she's like, Oh. And then she just kinda like looked at me up and down and just walked off. And I was just like, eh. That's like <laughs> that's like a teen movie. Like, no, it was moment. really it was so bad. And I was like, Oh my god. And like seriously, even like it was it was it was so bad. Like I like I, I told you before that, you know, I'd look on, on Facebook and like all these magazines and these social medias and I'd like pass by in, ta- in taxis like with billboards and everything and seeing these like beautiful women. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can never be that. And I like cut my hair off, like all my hair off. Like, right. you know what I mean? It was my birthday. I couldn't even go because I cut my all my hair off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like another thing I've never told anyone. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we're well I, I'm sure here. people saw it because you yeah, cut your hair no, off. No, I didn't leave the house. I oh. was just like, no, until I grew up. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was like a really, really hard time. And I never loved my body. And like the thing is, I'd never realized how important it is to love your body. And like doing this um, vagina party really made me realize because even after that, after I lost the weight and everything and um, going to, I still feel super into, I have like stretch marks because of like the weight loss that I have like all the way up my thighs and everything. And I go to this vagina party and all these women like of all sizes are there like in the room, like just being like, this is me look at me, like, I love my body, I don't give a shit. And I was just, like, there, and they're talking about each other's, like, insecurities and stuff, but they're, like, I love myself for who I am. And I'm still, I organize this thing, and I'm fully clothed, you know? And I was right, there, I was right. just like, God. And then, like, after a while, I was just like, you know what, like, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. I should, like, get out of this. But I still didn't, because I still had that thing ingrained in me, right? Hmm. It was so strange. But then I, and then at the end of the day, like, I had to get my, my thing molded because, of course, like. It's called a vagina. Is it my, yeah, I know. Yes. And, like, oh, wait, that that's weirdness. actually right. Because you could talk about anyone else's vagina, but and you can't say like, my, my thing. My thing. Remember, we were, uh, did you see? I don't know whether you watched, but someone actually brought that up. I watched some of them. Yeah, uh, so I didn't watch them all. There, one of the girls brought up how strange it is to say the word vagina. But and why? The, I mean, it's just a normal medical term, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, here, it's like, everyone's just like, oh, it's, it's my down there. Oh, it's, no. It's my. It's oh, my thing. Oh no, but but <laughs> but I I think I think that is cross cultural because I think everyone has like euphemisms like where they're like you know like in America one of the things is like health classes don't tell you they're like when the bird loves the bee and the bee wants to you should abstain from sex right and that's the end of it and you're like okay cool I'm cool with this uh, I think everyone has euphemisms for it and yeah. I think using the proper medical terms of like testicles and penis and vagina is eminently important because you're like, well, I'm referring to it in this context because now it's not a taboo thing. And if I'm referring to the other context, I'm going to use words that I'm not going to use on this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) 
But yeah, during the interviews, you know, because I was I was so afraid to like pull my pants down, right? Like, um, not because you know everyone was naked except me, and I was just like, oh my god, like you know, like I don't know what my vagina looks like. Because the thing is, it's like you know you watch porn, right? Let's be honest here, like everyone's fucking porn. I have never watched watched porn. porn. I have (laughs) never watched porn, mom. So, like, you watch porn and these, like, vaginas are, like, ridiculously beautiful. Like, as in, like, they're so, like, well, like, in. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it's just, like, so we were having a conversation. While I was molding someone's vaginas, I was, like, I was like, yeah, do you ever watch porn? And, like, you know, I was watching porn and, and like, I... I I saw these vaginas and I just, I was like, oh my God, like this looks nothing like my vagina. You know what I mean? It's like, God. Well, spoiler alert. uh, The same thing applies to men. (laughs) (laughs) That looks, no, actually, well, other men, not me. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm so lonely. (laughs) (laughs) But, but one one of the women brought up how, um, you know, uh, there's like this massive rise for general uh, g- genital cosmetic surgery, you know, to get the perfect vagina. Yeah, labioplasty. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. called. They call it uh, designer vaginas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, you've got the doctor giving uh, what's it called the uh, the honeymoon stitch mm. after you give birth. Yeah. The doctor, the husband, the cliches. The husband goes to the doctor. Goes, hey. Can you give her the honeymoon stitch, <laughs> right? Because for some reason, you know, like, uh, God, I, I'm. This one's going to be censored as hell. Actually, no. You know what? We're Don't all adults. Censor it. No, we're all adults yeah. here, right? Right? No, the honeymoon stitch uh, is 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 a weird thing because, like, hey, Doc, uh, give her a little. I heard about that. Give her a little. Is it is it after you give birth? Give her a little tightness just, on like, the way out the door. That yeah. is not safe. That is not. I I guarantee a stitch. I guarantee a stitch in in your vagina is probably not a good idea. Yeah, but it it's like you know, even like porn reinforces this like unrealistic beauty ideal. You know what I mean? Like right. even then, and it's it's not only like uh, you're not only setting unrealistic standards for women, but also men. You know what I mean? Like by seeing this. Yeah, both both sides yeah. are not normal people. No, because no, as in no, as in like if men see uh, these vaginas on like women in porn, and then they actually like you know get with someone, and right. then they're just like, oh, this is not what a vagina is supposed to look like. Right. You know what I mean? And, and conversely, just, a woman sees porn, and she's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. This this is how sex is supposed to be, and but the, it's not right. Yeah, and it's it's just like, you know, especially when you see it every day and you're just getting bombarded by it, like, throughout the media, porn, everything, like, everywhere. Right. It's kind of like the idea of, like, this, what I, the idea of, like, what is beautiful kind of gets twisted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But So it makes it- you think, like, um, if if this is beautiful, then what am I? Like, am I the opposite of that? Right. I and, don't look like that. And, and, and the dark side of this is you go, I'm nothing. And then it starts drilling deep inside of you and it reinforces it. Uh, it's, it's sad. But you're a success story. You had all these issues. You had all these, like, sort of ghosts in your past. And you've come through it through art. How can art help others? Oh my god! Um, just just by having a conversation about it, just yeah. getting it out there, is is so powerful. It, it really is um, because there's there's so many things that are kept hidden, and like I feel like through art, like these things get exposed. And any art, writing, any music, art. a visual art, of course, molding Anything. nipples. all right so so that was funny because uh the the serious artists who were talking about molding nipples about i said and molding nipples she goes that's pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, cara what are you working on right now uh is it still an extension of the vagina project oh wow okay so now i'm i think i'm i'm moving i'm i'm moving Oh, it is, it's linked to that, but I'm kind of moving it away from that. I'm kind of moving into, um, knees. Cause you've gone nipples, yeah. vagina. So knees, knees is like knees, the next knees, big thing. Knees, knees are the next China. 
<laughs> that accent, though. Michael. I can't help it. Yeah, no, but... Um, He's my president. No, it's... So I want to kind of explore the link between, you know, excessive hair and the idea of monstrosity. <laughs> what do you mean by monstrosity? It's like once you exaggerate the parts of the body, it starts turning and like morphing into something monstrous, you know? And like, so I'd like to focus on the abjection of the female body, like the abjectness, sorry, abjectness of the female body. Like accentuated hair. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, uh, also, um, you know, with, with female monsters, there is like, Female monsters can be super powerful. Like, female monsters are very, very powerful. They have, like, this... Right. There's the succubus who, uh, you know, sleeps with you at night. There's the sirens who lure you to your death. There's the banshee who's the harbinger of doom. There's Medusa who turns you to stone. I mean, there are a lot of Of female monsters. There's my (laughs) ex-girlfriend who, uh, no, one of them wasn't. Well, one of them, uh, some of them were. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like, the sculpting of these female monsters are, like, so deeply rooted in, like, gender and culture. Right, there's Margaret Thatcher, (laughs) who would not give people milk because she was a terrible person. There's uh, Betsy Davos, who has seven yachts, yet still is the Department of Education head. Uh, American joke. Again, I'm allowed to talk about my culture. (laughs) I don't know about you guys. But, like, how cool is it that, you know, like, usually, like, you know... um, the woman is like portrayed as like this like damsel in distress or sexual predator. Yeah, you know what I and mean. And carnivore. It's like, yeah. So it's like it's crazy. Like you yeah, know, these you're, female you're, monsters. You're a virgin or a hussy. But these female monsters are completely different because they have the power to take life, but as well give life. Really? You know what I mean? No, I don't. They are like mon- oh, because women give women life. Give, yes. Yeah, they can give life as well as take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's crazy. And this is still coupled with hair. Oh, yeah, totes. <laughs> totes hairy. No, but I would love to do, like, I, I don't know whether I should say what I want to do, but I would love oh, to do, like... Give us a little teaser. Well, I mean, I would love to explore, like, the whole, like being really abject about it and also like abstract about it. So it's like maybe this like massive like gobula like sculpture like Right, cuz you are you are a practical artist. Yeah. You're you're not you're not a painter. You're you're, you're I do paint, oh, but do I you mean paint? I do paint. Okay. But but the thing is it's like But your your art art is very practical and it's very technical. It's it's strange cuz I I started with painting and drawing, but then like I slowly moved away from it because but it's like it's because painting and drawing was something I was comfortable with, and then now I'm like moving into something that I'm not comfortable right. with, and you, like I don't know how it's going to turn out. You are an idea artist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like wherever it takes and, me. But but like, you're well, well one you're an idea artist, and two you can implement those ideas because mm. not many people can say that. Not many, many people can say like I am. I do watercolors, and you know what I want to do marble sculpting. <laughs> you probably can't. Yeah, I really, like, I just want, like, this crazy, like, globular, like, sculpture of, like, women's body parts and, like, just the hair. and I, just, I'm, I'm picturing it. I've you, got it. You know it. what I mean? No, I've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it's got it. massive. I've got and it. just, like, you know, and everything it's, monstrous and that it's, is linked to, like, being, like... And it's pulsating and it's moving. Yeah, and, and it's... it's like, and not it's, only that, but, like, imagine, like, you know the fluids, like, the the the, the yeah. fluids that come out of women. Yeah. There, that's super abject. Milk. You know, right? Like milk, and yep. not only that, and but like you can a say lot this one. Things. You can say this one. That, uh, I, that there, there, you hit my point of being like woke <laughs> to being like I'm not going to say <laughs> vaginal fluids. I just said vaginal fluids. You totes did. Hey, mom, how you doing? <laughs> vaginal fluids. That this podcast has been brought to you by <laughs> vaginal fluids. No, it's basically that, and it's like you know, like Barbara Creed, like has this amazing. Who's Barbara Creed? Barbara Creed is this amazing artist and writer, and like she uh, wrote the book um, "The Monstrous Feminine," which goes like in depth, like a psychoanalysis, uh, analytic, like critique of like the female monsters. And right. like, if you want to know more about that, it's the best book to go on that. It's like the, she critiques like movies. 
and female monsters. So well, this and is like, a perfect place yeah, to end. It's, it's amazing. Cara Inez, this has been absolutely amazing. Everyone, uh, tell 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 everyone where you can be found on Instagram because you've got to check out her work. It's literally amazing. I've seen it. She is spectacular. Where 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 can we find you? Aww. <laughs> okay, uh, you can find me on Cars Mars, K A R Z M A R Z. Z means Z. Oh, Z. Sorry, K A K A R Z K A R Z. M-A-R-Z. M-A-R-Z. What a great afternoon, evening. What I, I still don't know. It is night, Austin. It is night. <laughs> well, it's night. No, it's night for us. It's not. All right. Everyone ever. Yes. All right. So here we go. Good night. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.